burglary falls under Section 9 of the Theft Act 1968. It is normally a tribal either-way offence and therefore can be heard at the Crown Court, where it carries a maximum sentence of 10 years imprisonment. Or at the Magistrates Court, where it carries a maximum sentence of 6 months imprisonment or a fine or both. However, where the suspect has used violence in a dwelling, the case can only be heard in a Crown Court, and the maximum sentence is 14 years imprisonment. Burglary has two separate sections and they are 9-1-A. A person enters a building or part of a building as a trespasser with the intent to either steal, do GBH or commit unlawful damage to either the building or anything in the building. As you can imagine this is less likely to be charged as this deals with what the suspect's intent was at the time of entering. As a result this will only come into play if the suspect makes admissions and interview. Also note that the criminal damage element is only covered in this section. The second but separate section. 9. 1b. Covers the circumstances where a suspect has entered the property and are in the commission of the offence, and as such this is more likely to be charged when a suspect is found on premises or identified as a result of the subsequent investigation, the definition is. Having entered a building or part of a building, as a trespasser, a person either steals or attempts to do so, or commits GBH or attempts to do so. Note that the criminal damage element is not present within this section. Also remember what we said during the theft lesson. There has to be all the elements of a theft in place before we can charge a burglary. Therefore if a rough sleeper breaks into a building to get electricity to gain warmth from the electric fire, this is not theft as electricity is not property. Therefore you would not have a burglary. However gas is so let's hope he doesn't turn the gas central heating on. Also beware of offences relating to taking without owner's consent, as this is not theft, and as such would not satisfy the requirements for burglary. An example question in the exam might be, I am driving to hospital with my friend who is seriously ill, and my car breaks down. I see a taxi office which is shut however the door is insecure. So I enter the office and take a set of keys for a taxi and transport my friend to the hospital. I intend to take the taxi back after my friend has been treated. This was not a theft as I did not intend to permanently deprive. However if I am walking down the road and see the taxi office is insecure, I then take the keys to a taxi and park it in my lock-up garage, with the intent to strip parts offered to sell on. Then I have committed an offence of theft and therefore the burglary is complete. What if the building you enter was empty? Let's assume that a burglar has not done any research, and they break into an office which is vacant, therefore having nothing to steal they have committed an offence under 91A as their intent when entering the building is all that is required. The same principle applies to the GBH element. If the intended victim or victims are on annual leave on the day suspect enters the building, the suspect has still committed an offence under 91A. So what does enter actually mean? It means that the suspect crossed a boundary. This can, however, be broken down into three separate elements. The threshold which separates the building from the outside such as a door or window the threshold between rooms, for example from the landing area into a bedroom, or a threshold between a cordoned off area such as the back of a bar or into a cordoned off area in a museum. Well how much of you needs to enter? The answer is that the entry must be effective and the jury ultimately make the decision. But it is not necessary for the whole body to enter a building. A hand would be sufficient. Remember that the entry must be deliberate and not accidental. For a 9-1-A. Burglary it is not necessary to show that the entry was enough to enable the offence, we simply have to show the person was a trespasser and had the intent. What about instruments then? 
Merely using an instrument to gain entry to the building is not enough. However, if the entry is an order to commit one of the offenses, that is sufficient. What are we saying a building is? A building must have a degree of permanence. A portacabin, although portable, is a building due to its degree of permanence. An uninhabited shell of an unfurnished house is a building, however, tents and marquees are not. Even if the tent is lived in, it is not a building. Therefore, if someone steals from a tent or commits GBH in a tent, it is not burglary, but a theft or GBH. Well, that all seems to make sense, so let's muddy the water a bit. Inhabited vessels and vehicles are buildings when they are inhabited, but not when vacant. With the habitation element, this is really important. Firstly, if a boat or camper was designed for inhabitation, however, is vacant, it is not a building. However, if you can show you are living in a boat or vehicle, this will be a building. You do not have to physically be in the vessel or vehicle at the time in order for it to be a building, and as such, a burglary will have been committed. An example might be where a family live in a converted lorry and park it on a campsite while they go for a walk along the beach. On their return, they discover damage to the lorry door, and their TV and laptop computer has been stolen. This would be a burglary. Or I have a large sailboat which I live on four months a year during the summer. However, I go to the Murrings after Christmas to check it is okay as there have been heavy winds. I discover that the boat has been emptied of its contents and left insecure. No burglary. What or who is a trespasser? A person will be deemed a trespasser when they either know or are subjectively reckless, which means they should have known or foresaw the possibility that they crossed a boundary without either consent, be that express or implied permission, or the right in law to do so. Beware of involuntary acts of trespass. So imagine a group of drunken lads are walking down the road. One of the group pushes the other, let's call him Dave, into the doorway of a flat. While in the doorway Dave notices that there is an expensive mobile phone on the side. He puts it in his pocket and rejoins the group. They walk into the next pub where Dave sells the phone for £50 and gets the next round in. Dave has not committed burglary as he was an involuntary trespasser, however commits the offence of theft. The general rule is that if a person enters a building with consent, they will not be a trespasser. As you can imagine there are few exceptions. The person has been given consent to enter for a specific purpose, such as a plumber. However, if the plumber enters the building with no intent to do the work but intends to steal cash from the address, he commits a burglary. Or an implied condition of entry. Where you are given keys to carry out a task such as watering flowers. However, you decide to enter under the cover of darkness and steal the TV. A burglary has been committed. Remember if you form intent while in a room it is a theft. However, if you form the intent in one room or boundary to commit an offence in the other room that is a burglary. So if you are out for the evening and have one or two many brandy and cokes and fall asleep on the loo. When you wake up you realise you are locked in an empty pub, and to top it all off, you have no money for the taxi home. You go to wash your hands and spot the machine on the wall. You decide to break into it, then you commit the offence of theft as you form the intent in the same room or boundary. However imagine the same situation. You decide to leave the machine alone and decide to go to the area behind the bar and see if any cash has been left out. So you exit the toilet and walk through the bar and then behind the bar. Where the till is open and full. So you take £20 for the taxi and leave. In these circumstances you have committed the offence of burglary. My advice would be to reattend the bar the next day and return the £20 as no doubt you intended to do. It will therefore mean that no theft has taken place and as we all know, no theft means no burglary. 
the only offence you will have committed then is trespass at the point you went behind the bar. So the definition and sentencing again. A person enters a building or part of a building as a trespasser with the intent to either steal, do GBH or commit unlawful damage to either the building or anything in the building. Or, having entered a building or part of a building as a trespasser, a person either steals or attempts to do so, or commits GBH or attempts to do so. Burglary falls under Section 9 of the Theft Act 1968. It is normally a tribal either way offence and therefore can be heard at the Crown Court, where it carries a maximum sentence of 10 years' imprisonment. Or at the Magistrates' Court, where it carries a maximum sentence of 6 months' imprisonment or a fine or both. However, where the suspect has used violence in a dwelling, the case can only be heard in a Crown Court, and the maximum sentence is 14 years' imprisonment.